good morning. That's a little creepy, isn't it? And uh, always, always think of the Adams family when I see that. I don't know. It's just something I guess old or something. And my name's Randy, and uh, I'm uh, Pastor Ray's dad. And if you didn't know that, and, and Sherry and I have been here for about a year and a half. Uh, we've been in ministry for over 45 years, and, and uh, it, it's, 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 it's amazing how God brought us together. She grew up in North Dakota. I grew up in West Texas. We met in California, and, uh, but God was working in our life even before we met. The same year, 1970, uh, I accepted Christ and gave my life to Christ in West Texas at a youth camp. And uh, that same year, 1970, in California, uh, my wife gave her life to Jesus Christ. And he brought us together. And for these 52 years, we've seen some amazing things. And, and uh, for over 48 years, we, close to 48 years, we've been on a journey, an adventure, serving the Lord first in Texas and after, after seminary, Bible college, and, and then went to, uh, uh, to New Mexico or to the reservation, Navajo Reservation, then New Mexico, and then, and then to Costa Rica for a lot of years and 32 years, and, and then back to New Mexico, and then, and then here in, in Oklahoma. And, uh, and one of the best places, most exciting places we've in, enjoyed serving is right here at Bethel. Uh, we enjoy being here at Bethel. We've got some great people, great volunteers, and, and uh, just, uh, I just give you know, a round of applause to those that went to camp. I mean, they wouldn't just camp. You know, let's just give those guys a, a round of applause for that. And if you remember last week, what happened on Monday? We had this rainstorm or Tuesday and then Wednesday, and then I think there was another one. It all went down south and went right over the top of these guys. So, so they enjoyed the, the, the storms, but they did a great job. We have some great pastors here. Pastor Reuben, uh, amazing guy and uh, a little divisive. And we heard that just a minute ago, but uh, need to pray for unity in their family and, and some <laughs> harmony. And there's counseling that you can get for that, too. But, but, uh, and then Pastor Ray and, and Christy, uh, awesome pastors, and, and I really appreciate you guys. You, uh, it's amazing how God brought you guys here and, uh, and are using you to make a difference here, not only in Bethel, but in this community and the lives of a lot of different people. And, and during those, those years we've been in ministry, Sherry and I have seen a lot of different different things happen and uh, a lot of good things that have taken place in ministry and, and, and where we are involved and, and in people's lives. But uh, we've never gotten in these 52 years that we've been a, a Christ follower, uh, Sherry and I have never come to place to say, to say we're, we've come and we've arrived. We don't need to learn anything else. There's nothing else that we need to add to our lives or, or to fix or to, or to adjust. That, that's never happened because the Christian life is a, is a process of growth until we step into God's presence. He is continually working in our lives. And, and, and there's always something you can learn in your marriage, in your walk with Jesus, in your relationship with other people, in, in, in beard length, and uh, all those things. There's always place to grow and to learn and to, and to go forward. And, and the older you get, I was talking to, uh, to Dale, and it seems like the older you get, there's, there's things that happen to your body. And uh, now you guys that are young, you, you, you people that are young, uh, maybe you're not seeing that, but if you get up to be my age, and, uh, and they tell you, you need to go in and have an exam. You know, you go in and have a physical uh, every year and, and check things out. Well, when you get to be our age, my age, when you go in, it's like taking a used car into the mechanic. 
They're, they're going to find something wrong. And uh, they're going to find something that needs to be adjusted or fixed or, or something that's just, plat, uh, just worn out. And uh, so, so there needs to be an examination. Sometimes we need an auto-examination. We need a self-examination. And that's kind of what we're doing here at Bethel. We're in this self-evaluation, self-examination, uh, kind of a, a stage in our, in our, uh, our church. And that's the reason for this uh, series of messages, A Beast or Bride, and uh, to help us examine everything uh, that we do. Because if it's not about the Messiah, if it's not about the, the Son of the living God, if it's not about Jesus, uh, then it becomes a beast. And uh, we don't want that to happen. And one of the things we've uh, seen over these 45 years in ministry, and, and a lot of blessings, but there's been also a lot of division. You know, it's amazing the division that you see in the religious world and in Christians and organizations and groups and denominations. There's a lot of division that takes place, and that's still taking place even, even now. And division is, is that we've seen has been one of the most detrimental things uh, to the, 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 uh, the, the, the gospel, to getting the gospel out and to seeing people grow and come to Jesus Christ. And I think we need to take, our, uh, take a look at what causes that division because division is what happens is we take our eyes off of Jesus Christ and we put it on something that really is, has nothing to do with God's plan uh, for our life. And there's a lot of things that happen in, uh, because of... Uh, uh, of the, the division that you see. And a lot of things that, are, are, that create division are really not any reason to have division. <laughs> and uh, we, we, don't need to, we, we don't need to be divided over these things. And I know that there's division that takes place sometimes when somebody accepts Christ in a family that maybe is not uh, uh, used to or, or accustomed or, or doesn't know Christ. And, and that, that's a division between a believer and an unbeliever. And, and there, is a, there, there is a conflict there sometimes, and, and you see that. We've seen it on the mission field. Somebody comes to Christ, and, and the family are not Christ followers and, or maybe are involved in some other religion and, uh, instead of a relationship, and, and you see that division. But the division I'm talking about is b- between so-called Christian people, people that say that they believe in Jesus Christ, but then there's a division that takes place. And uh, you see division over, <laughs> you remember, maybe you grew up in a church where you, you didn't have drums on the stage. Anybody grew up in a church like that? Yeah, me. And, uh, I mean, put drums on the stage. I mean, it was just something. And uh, I grew up in a very strict church and a very strict environment. And uh, when we went to church, everybody had a dress code. I mean, it, everybody went and, and looked a certain way. We talked a certain way. And uh, we, we had our services st- structured. And anybody that didn't do that, uh, that you know, we're not going to be with those people. There's, there's a division that, that took place in, in our church. Some denominations, there's a division in denominations, uh, style of clothing, the uh, makeup, using makeup or jewelry, pews versus chairs. And, and some churches you walk into, and it reminds me a little bit, and, I, and, and this is just an observation, and uh, it, it looks more like a museum uh, uh, for, for people that used to be there. It, it, maybe your church was like that growing up. On the end of the pew, had a little plaque dedicated to my grandmother, and, uh, and, and on the outside, the buildings and all kinds of things, there's, it's, it was a dedication. And if you touch that pew, that's like touching something sacred. And uh, and a lot of divisions. I've heard of churches dividing over the color of carpet. And uh, 
dividing over, over the color of paint on the walls, the, what's hanging on the walls. And, and, and the list goes on and on and on. And, it, and it's crazy to be divided on those things when the Lord wants us to be unified. And, and that's when the, with the bride, what Jesus built and what he, what he created, what he established, becomes a beast when you start dividing over those things. Jesus talked about this over in, in John chapter number 15. If you have uh, your Bible and uh, uh, we have, uh, if you go to version, you can uh, look up the event there and, and all the notes are in there. But we're going to look in, in John chapter number 15. Jesus is talking here. Real familiar passage. It's about the vine and the branches and about being connected to him. And in verse number, verse number 4 down through verse number 7, then we're going to jump to 9 and then down to verse number 17. It says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For the branches cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile and to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. This is my command, love one another. Five different times he says, remain in me. Remain in me. Be, be there with me. Walk with me. Stick with me. Remember me. Remain in me. Just to, to be permanently placed in me. And then he says, remain in my love. And then he goes on and he says, he gives us a command. And if you look, it says, this is a command. This is my command that you love one another. Uh, he says, remain in me, remain in my love. And then he says, this is a command. It's not a suggestion. We're to remain in his love. We're to love one another. And, and if we do that, then we're not going to be divided. If we love the Lord uh, with all our heart, remain in the Lord and, 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 and stay uh, connected with him, planted in him, then we're going to be able to love one another. And, and, and Jesus is, 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 is reminding us, if we step away from him, we step away from the Father, they're going to step away from his good plan for our life, the best plan, the good, the perfect, the, the pleasing plan, the best plan that, that is, is ever available, that's available to all of us. We're going to step away from that if we step away from remaining in him and, and remaining in his love and loving one another. And he's, he's got a plan for our church. And we have an enemy. And in fact, we have really three enemies. We have the, the devil, of course. We know him. And, uh, and he's always active. He's always trying to destroy and, and, and get in between uh, God's plan and us and try to de deviate us and, and, and divide us. And then we also have this world that doesn't that doesn't give us any, any uh, encouragement to follow the Lord, to, 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 to remain in Him, to remain in If you look around, there's so much division. There's so much uh, uh, hatred. And you see it in the, on the news. You see it in, in society. You see it ever, all, all around us. You see this hatred. And then we have our flesh, too. We want to do our own thing. We don't want to do what God wants us to do. We don't want to live out of His perfect and pleasing and good plan. And, it's, it's, and you have to be intentional to remain in the Lord. Remain in His love and remember to love 
of one another. Over in John chapter 17, <laughs> Jesus goes on, and, and, and really John 15, 16, and 17, he's just hitting one thing after another, trying to get his disciples to realize, you guys need to stay focused and stay focused on me and my Father, and we need to stay focused on our mission. And we need to stay focused as a church. If, if, if we don't, it's going to turn into a beast. It's going to be turned turn into something that is not what God has planned uh, for our church and for us to be involved in. John chapter 17 and verse number 22, it says, I am praying not only for these disciples, and he was talking about those that were in front of him, those that were present at that moment, but, but look what he said. He prayed for us, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. He prayed for us. He prayed for you and I this morning, and, and Jesus knew that we would be here this morning. He knew it would be, we would be part of his family. And he prayed for us. Look what he prayed. He said, I pray that they will all be one as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. And then verse, in verse 22, it says, I have given them glory to you, to you gave me so that they could be one as we are one. And I am in, in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect and look at the next word, unity, unity. Be, be one-minded, one, one spirit, on the same page. Unity that the world would know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. If we're going to show this world that we belong to Christ, that, that we have a different life, that we've been born again by the Spirit and the power of God, then there's going to have to be some unity. We're going to have to be on the same page. You know, everybody that's in here this morning, we're all different. There's not anybody that's exactly the same. And, and God shows that in all kinds of ways. E even our fingerprints. Uh, there, there's so many things. Our DNA. And there may be similarities if you're in the same family, but all of us are unique. All of us have been created, wired differently. We see things differently. We act differently. We have different uh, likes and dislikes. And we're all different. But because of Christ, we can be unified. Because Christ makes the difference. He brings us together. And that's the reason it's important to realize, hey, it's Jesus that makes the difference in my life. It's Jesus that makes the difference in this world. And we need to realize that if we are unified, then we can give that message and, and preach that message and live out that message to those around us. And people are looking for something different, something that's real, something that makes a difference in their lives, and they're going to see it in your life and in my life. And one of the things that they can see is a body of believers, a, a church like Bethel, and the church as whole, uh, working together for God's honor and glory. <clears throat> How can we have unity instead of division? How can we be on the same page? Over in the Old Testament, there's an Old Testament prophet in a tiny little book called Amos. And uh, if you get a chance to read it, you can read it like in five minutes or, or less. But in chapter 3, in verse number 3, it, the, this Old Testament prophet makes this, makes this, uh, gives this question. Uh, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? And, uh, and that word direction means appointment. There's a, an appointed place that, that, that the prophet is talking about. That we have an appointment. We have a, we have a, a date. We have a, a destination. We, we have something in common. And, and if we agree on that, we're going to heaven, right? And uh, if you know Jesus is your Savior. Jesus is the only Savior, the only way to get to heaven. I, I think we can all agree on that. Then we can be unified on that. We can go in the same direction. Do I drink my coffee differently? 
I was watching a, a guy, one of the band guys, got some cold coffee. You like cold coffee, that's good. And uh, I like mine hot. You know, I just, but, but I'm, you know, I, we could be unified, drink coffee together. You drink your coffee. But, but he not only had coffee, he made this coffee-flavored dessert. And uh, he, he had three of the, uh, the, the vanilla ones, one of the other half and half, and two sugars. And then he, I guess he had to have that to be able to, you know, I'm not going to point any fingers, but he, he, he plays that thing over there. And uh, so maybe he just uh, had to have that to get wired up and, and be able to do what he did. And I, I don't know. And, uh, but I'm not going to split. I mean, looked at him and said, and I even said, you're making this dessert. And, uh, and I have my coffee, and people come up, and you want anything in it? And I hear Isaac say, do you want anything in your coffee? And people say, no, just black. Well, that's, kind of, that, that, that's my kind of coffee. And uh, that's the way I drink it. I mean, and, and then other people come up and they, I, they add all kinds of stuff. That's fine. And then some people say, no, I don't drink coffee. And, uh, well, we have some water over there. You go, get you, go get you some water. And, uh, and, but we can be unified. We don't have to divide over those things. We don't have to divide over, over what your favorite team is or, or your political party or, or your favorite color or, or, or if you're this for this or if you're against that. Let's be for Jesus. Let, let's, let's be on the same page. Let's walk together. Let's be in agreement on where we're going and how we're going to live. Let's love one another and, uh, like Jesus loved us, and we can get the job done. A lot of denominations uh, uh, today are in kind of a self-preservation mode, and, and you see it. There's, there's all kinds of things, and, and, and if you look around, if you have friends that are involved in large churches, small churches, and denominations, and, and talk to them about their churches. Ask them what, what they're going through. Ask them if they're focused on Jesus. Ask them what's, what's going on. I was talking to a guy at work the, uh, just this past week, and, and he goes to a small church over in Edmond, and and, uh, and he was talking about his students, and I was talking about our students going to camp, and he said, well, we don't have very many students. We, we just have a few students, and, and uh, we really need to do something there. And, and I said, well, what about uh, going uh, with another church in, 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 in the town there and in, in, in your area and uh, your same denomination and, and, get, and do something with their students? And he said, oh, he said, he said uh, Pastor Randy, that's what they call me at the, at the construction guy. Pastor Randy, we couldn't do that because we're a split off of that. That church <laughs> and, and 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 I said you, you know this it's it's amazing you know we think that we should grow by multiplication and I believe Pastor Ray mentioned this too but a lot of times we think we do, do we grow by division and, uh, and 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 a lot of that takes place how many churches around around OKC are a result of a division and and you go back and ask oh, what you know what was the deal? How come you you know you started the well you know it was something and 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 if you if you really get down to what what it was about it was really probably something that was not significant and was not a doctrinal issue it wasn't something they we we divide over the simplest silliest little things rather than focusing on remaining in Jesus, remaining in his love, and loving one another and, uh, like Christ loved us and, and being unified. And, and so there's a lot of things that churches do we're in that, uh, when they're in that pres uh, uh, preservation mode, self-preservation mode. Some churches say stuff like, our congregation is old, so we've got to do this or that. 
and uh, adding something to uh, to the to the equation, or you say, well, well, our building is old, so we've got to do this and that to 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 be able to attract more people, or or uh, new people are not coming, so we need to change our our music, or we need to change our 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 name, or or maybe we need to change pastors. You know, that's probably probably what it is. Find a pastor with a shorter beard, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, and uh, and but they look for solutions like that. And, and what needs to happen is a change of heart. That that's what needs to take place. We need to change our heart. We need to change the way uh, who we love and 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 how we love and and how we love one another. Jesus talked about this over in Matthew chapter twenty-two in, in what we call the Great Commandment, and you find that way back in Deuteronomy chapter six, and and, and Moses talking about this Great Command, and that that need is not changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament to twenty twenty-two. Jesus said that we're to love the, the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second one is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he goes on and says, The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Love the Lord with everything you've got. And then, and then love <laughs> other people. Love one another. And, and that's what it's all about. If we stay in love, we keep, in, keep our love relationship with, with God, the one that created the one, the one that saved us, the one that provides for everything that you and I need, the one that, that is prepared a place for us when we leave this world. If we learn to love and stay in love with him and then love those around you. I say, well, it's hard to love that person. And uh, maybe you live with somebody that's hard to love. Well, you know, you probably need to look in the mirror. You're probably just on the same page. I mean, all of us have issues. All of us have have defects. But if we keep our our focus on the Lord, and uh, and we can have a relationship with each other. And we need to fall back in love with the Savior. And uh, what we're saying, and we have a saying here at Bethel, and uh, it's not about us. It's all about Jesus. It's not about us, it's all about others. And if we learn to, <laughs> to think that way and to live that way, then we're going to see a difference in our society, in our church, and even in our attitude. Uh, there's a ministry in the city that uh, works with ex-cons. I had the privilege to go on over. It's called Living, uh, Living Faith. It's over on the kind of the northeast uh, part of the city. And uh, got to go over there this, this past week. Really incredible ministry. A lot of uh, uh, guys that are coming out of prison, they, they don't have a way to re-enter society. And you think about it, and, I, and if you've been incarcerated and, and, and released, and you don't have a driver's license, you don't have a bank account, you don't have a job, and, and, and it's hard to, to find those things. A lot of places that, well, you're an ex-con, we can't, we can't do anything for you. Well, this ministry works with guys that have come to the Lord in, in prison and interviews them, gives them a place to live, and helps them to get a driver's license, helps them set up a bank account, helps them to find a job. And In fact, on Tuesday, there was a guy uh, over there and, and they just got out of prison a couple of months ago, didn't have a job, and uh, the construction company that, that I'm a chaplain at, uh, doing the pa- uh, my company pastor, uh, uh, there was a the guy there, representative from the, from the company, said, well, why don't you come over, interview? And this is on Tuesday. He interviewed on Wednesday and started on Thursday. And uh, how cool is that? And uh, that's, that's amazing. 
And, but this ministry there is to help these guys. They in, in, have living, they're structured, they're accountable. Uh, they have to be there a certain amount of time. And then they help them actually buy a house and uh, set up a bank. And they, they say uh, they, one of the goals is to have $10,000 in the bank before they leave this, this facility, this, this place uh, that helps these guys reintroduce their lives into society. But they have a saying there, a motto, and that they say it, and they said it several times, if it's not about Jesus, it's about nothing. And, uh, and that's a good saying. If it's not about Jesus, it's about nothing. And uh, everything that you and I do should be about Jesus. You say, well, well Pastor Randy, you, you, I have a marriage. It ought to be about Jesus. I have kids. It ought to be about Jesus. I have this job I work. It ought to be about Jesus. I have this, this, this hobby, this activity. It ought to be about Jesus. Well, I have these friends. It ought to be about Jesus. Everything that we do should be about Jesus. It should be something that honors and glorifies Him. And sometimes we need to do a self-evaluation. Uh, young people, students, uh, parents, grandparents. Sometimes we need to self-evaluate. Is, is what I'm doing, what I'm involved in, in my life, is it about Jesus? Is it something that, that helps remind me that I'm, rem that I'm in Him, that I remain in Him, that I remain in His love, that I love one another, that I'm loving other people. And, uh, and so it needs to be about Jesus because Jesus is the reason we do what we do. And our lives should be about Jesus. Everything we should do should be about Jesus because Jesus is the foundation of our church, is the foundation of our salvation. He's the foundation of our faith. He's the foundation of our lives. We need to look to the Father and we need to look to the Son because if your vertical relationship is not right, this horizontal relationship cannot be right. You've got to get this right first. And then everything, it's amazing if you do that, then all these other relationships kind of fall into place and they're a whole lot better when you have a relationship this way, loving the Father, and then we can love each other. Jesus said, remain in me, remain in my love this way, and then you can love each other. And that's his command. That's, that's, that's his plan for our life. We need to look to him, and, and then we can have harmony. We can have unity, and because we're all looking at the same person, we're all involved with the same, uh, in, in the same goal. We're all pointed in the same direction. A uh, theologian, German theologian that, that uh, lived in the late 1500s and, and into the 1600s. His name was Rupius Mendelius. And uh, he was a German the the uh, theologian. And he wrote about unity and liberty and, and also charity, which is, is, is love. And he wrote about these, th th these, three, these three things during a real bloody part of history in, in Europe, European history. It's during the 30 year, uh, Years' War, and uh, it's from 1618 to 1648. And, uh, and, the, and historians say that during that time, in, in, in this 30-year war, that there were between four and a half to eight million people that lost their lives. And, and, and during that time, there were, in some of the German cities, half of their population was wiped out, was reduced by 50%. And you know what all those wars were based on? The reason for those wars? They were religious wars. They were Christians killing other Christians because of different beliefs. And they forgot about Jesus. Four and a half to eight million people died, lost their lives because of religion, because of division. Now, can you imagine? 
Can you imagine living in that time? But we're living in times just about as bad and as far as division. The Rupius wrote this motto, and a lot of some of, the, some of the churches, even today in North America, have it on there as you go into their church. It says, in essentials, unity, and non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity or love. That's a pretty good saying. If we remember, the essential is Jesus. And in non-essentials, give people grace and freedom. And then in all things, let's show love. Can we be a local body unified on the essential? Jesus? Can we be a, a, a people that give liberty and grace in the non-essentials? And can we do everything, all things, with love as our motivation? I think if we do that, then we'll be keep our local church and we'll keep our eyes on being the bride and not letting it turn into the beast. So let's have a word of prayer and let's think about those things. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the way that you love us, the way that you care for us, the plan, this incredible, incredible plan that you have for our lives. Sending your son, Jesus Christ, to take our place on the cross, to, to take our sins and carry them to the cross and, 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 and sacrifice himself for us so we might have eternal life. We might have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. And, 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 and we are so thankful. It didn't just end there. That our new life was just the beginning. That we could become a people that, that could be unified. And we could remain in that good and pleasing and perfect plan. And we could live in a way that would show this world the, a difference. Show this world that there's hope. That there's, there's something worth living for. And there's, there, there's, there's a Savior. And I pray that you might just help us to, to remember that we need to keep focused on the essential, which is Jesus. Help us to lift him up. Help us to live in a way that people would see Jesus in us and be drawn to the Savior. Help us to give grace and, 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 and liberty to those non-essentials, those things that really don't matter. And Lord, I pray that you might help us to be motivated in everything that we do by love. Love for you, but love for one another, and love for this world that desperately needs to see the bride of Christ, unified in proclaiming the message of salvation. Lord, we love you, and we thank you so much for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and worship together.